It's so easy to listen from home. I just tell my smart speaker, Alexa, play the Shake Back Sports podcast. Here's hashtag brothers of baseball slash Shake Back Sports show from Apple Podcasts, continuing the latest episode. the shake back sports ot overtime baby just finished wrapping up the regular show it will air on the 12s and 6s and also on the ones and sevens on the big game christian sports network and the deuce bgc sports network 2 that will be on the ones and sevens man make sure y'all check that out this show thank you guys out there for checking us out on facebook live as well as periscope and youtube it will be going to itunes spotify as well as google Podcasts upon conclusion of this taping and i am very very excited because i have happened to have two of my best friends in the world we're brothers we're okay um behind door number one (laughs) behind door number one west dino born and raised 214's finest Corey ellison what's good man what's good brother glad to be in the house yes sir ot once again and Last but certainly not least, stepping to the stage, he is my team machine brother. He is my brother from way back, teammates all the way back to Washtaw Junior High, all the way back to Washtaw High School, all the way back to Pecan Land Mall. He is the esteemed mayor of Richwood, Louisiana, Gerald Brown. Gerald, what's going on, man? Man, I'm good. That's a long way back, man. Yeah. Well, Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Man, you know, you always welcome, man. You're not really a guest anymore. You really are family. So uh, we we had you on um, uh, back in the summer, and uh, that was a very, very good conversation. Um, that was actually uh, at the height of the pandemic, and we're going to get into some pandemic talk here in just a little while. We are man. powered by the BGC Sports Network once again. Ladies and gentlemen out there, so make sure y'all tune us in. All right, man, so we're going to go ahead and get into the proceedings of the OT. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, this past Sunday, the NBA had their all-star extravaganza, but it was really confined to just one day due to the pandemic. Um, It was initially reported that there were going to only be, or there were going to be no seats in the stand, or no fans in the seats. Uh, but they ended up having about 2,500 fans or so there. I think it was mostly family family members or whatnot. But Team LeBron and Team Kevin Durant, and Durant would, did not even play. But the rules have changed. They dominated. They being Team LeBron dominated Team Durant with the final score. I think it was 170 to 150. Um, but the winners, HBCU, Team LeBron raised $3.5 million dollars for HBCU programs across the country. Gerald, you are a, uh, a HBCU graduate. Talk about that, how, what that means, man. Yeah, look, that's that's the great part of the whole the whole weekend or, or day now, or how, how it went. 
Um, because as initially, the whole team LeBron, team Giannis, or team Durant or whomever, I didn't like that because I always liked East versus West. I always thought that was a you know the best format to have, and I thought there was a lot of things that you could tie into that. I your favorite sport, uh, baseball, but to to do what they did this time, and to uh, to to be able to raise all this money to contribute to HBCUs, and the, just the, the different things that they did to highlight uh, some of those some of those things, and you know the world's finest uh, being there uh, playing before the game, that kind of thing, man. You can't put a price tag on that. That uh, that, that shows that the NBA gets it. Corey, um, you know, you've seen many, I'm sure, pretty sure you've seen many like Grambling PV games, uh, football games uh, here in Dallas over the years, or at least been a part of some parties or any other festivities. What were your, what were your thoughts about how the NBA shifted the focus to be able to get this type of revenue and resources to these HBCUs? You know, for me, man, this goes back to the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Um, from the beginning, it seems like the NBA has been behind the initiative the whole time. And this just continues to further um, their backing, not only of the NBA and Black athletes, but also of um, Black scholars. So for me, man, I think it was huge. Um, I think the NBA is in the forefront when it comes to that, uh, out of all the sports uh, we have. And, you know, just big ups to the commissioner for him having the wherewithal and just um, allowing these players that have these platforms to, to, to do what they're doing for the sport and for people of color. Exactly. Exactly. And my thing or my takeaway from the whole thing is this, is that the NBA has been – the quintessential league or entity that has been out front with social matters. And the, the league is what 75, 80% African-American. So they get it. And the, the, the movement that is BLM, not the organization people out there listening, listen to me real good. The movement that is BLM is not going anywhere. And as long as people like LeBron and Serena Williams and whoever else is going to be uh, one of the bigger names involved in it, I heard Serena Williams say the day that she stops fighting for equality is the day that she's in her grave. So, uh, but back to the game, though, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 16 for 16, gentlemen, and he wins your MVP. So now he's won two MVPs. He's won defensive player of the year. And he's won an NBA All-Star Game MVP. We all know what's left for him, right? The MVP cha- or the uh, the NBA Championship and an MVP in this in in the actual Finals. How close, Sean? Or I'm sorry, Gerald. <laughs> how close, Gerald? Uh, do we think he is to actually reaching that goal? Honestly, Willie, I think he's probably about as close as as you and I, and Corey, and two guys from the Y. Um, up. Uh, uh, the landscape just is just not there for him right now. Yeah, Corey, what say you? I definitely agree, man. I just I don't think that the pieces that they put around him 
um, is enough to help propel him um, to that place of greatness. Um, like I told you, when um, it was time to determine if he was going to stay or not, I told you I thought he was going to bail and leave. Uh, but he proved me wrong. He stayed in Milwaukee um, and took the money and, you know, stayed committed to his team. But how they're currently constructed, there is no way he's going to get it. I wouldn't say no way because I said the same thing about the Dallas Mavericks. Mm -hmm. And the Dallas Mavericks won the NBA championship in 2011 against the, against the Miami Heat that had some dude named LeBron, some dude named Dwayne Wade, some dude named Chris Bosh. Uh, and they beat those guys, and they got hot at the right time. The Mavs were were widely known in the city as the one-and-done boys. Corey, you remember that? So I, I won't say never, but I will say it's much closer to never than actually happening. All right, so uh, did you see your boy, man, Steph Curry, put on a show from the three-point line? Ridiculous, dude. Like, <laughs> my God. I don't understand, man. It's like it's like he spotted these dudes. Okay, y'all think y'all got it. I'm just gonna take the very last shot, the very last ball, and win this thing. It's crazy, man. Jared, what you got on that? Look, uh, I don't know. I think outside of outside of Larry Bird, he's the, he's the best that we've ever seen. His uh his consistency, his range, his ability to produce on cue. It's, it's, un, it's unmatched. Man, look, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter I've ever seen. It ain't. It, it's not even close between him and Larry Bird. Now, I might ruffle some feathers by saying that, and I know I'm jumping a little bit ahead of something that you got for us, uh, Gerald, but Steph Curry is the greatest shooter that that sport has ever seen. I don't care if it's on NBA jams or in the <laughs> NBA itself. Because when you have these dudes pulling up from the logo, I mean, off the bounce, okay, you are the greatest shooter ever. And the, look, the show that he and Damian Lillard put on, put on and Damian Lillard hit that last, the, the, the last shot from basically half court, dude, that wasn't going on when we were playing. So Man, you, you get put on the bench, you do something like that. Exactly. You well, did. Well, that, 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 that's a good point, Corey. <laughs> It wasn't going on because the game was just different. Coaches were different. Steph Curry couldn't have done that. I don't care how good he shoots. He couldn't have done that when you and I played with together. He couldn't have been on our team doing that. He'd have been sitting next to Coach O. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't just. He just wouldn't have allowed it. It's, <laughs> it. The game is different now. Yeah, no doubt. And when you say he would have been sitting next to Coach O, uh, <laughs> It would have been a battle who's going to sit next to Coach O between him and Todd Slusher. All right, so. Um... <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm thinking you threw a jab at somebody from your team. You're wrong for that. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, a good one to a hard <laughs> Man, Todd, look, Todd Slusher, man, was a dude that could, that could, sh he, look, he had, he had parking lot range like these guys that we're talking about did. And he showed never, saw, never saw a shot that he didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's let's keep going. All right, so I got one question for you guys about the NBA before we move on to the next part of the show. Um, one team that has underperformed in the first half of the year that has that is poised to make a deep rush or deep run into the playoffs. One team. Corey. 
Well, I picked one from the East and one from the West. Um, that works. From the East, I picked the Celtics, man. Um, they started out real, real, real slow. And they're, they're slowly starting to get back to themselves. I think right now, currently they're at like 19 and 17. And they were way down in a hole. So I think as the year progresses and they players start to get healthy, like Smart comes back and, you know, a couple other players, once playoff times hits, that's a different ball game. So I picked them in the East. And for the West, man, I picked my hometown Mavs. Um, they started out slow. And now they've won – They've won 11 out of 15 games. Um, so they're on an uphill battle and going the right direction too. So um, glad to see it. I was a little concerned for them, but it looks like they're starting to put things together. Looks like KP's starting to get his feet back under him. And hopefully with a tweak or two before the trade deadline, maybe we'll make even more, um, uh, some more heat going forward. Okay. Yeah, and I agree with you, particularly about the Mavs, because we both, at the uh, season preview show that we did back in whenever it was, we both picked the Mavs to win the Southwest Division. We both picked the Mavs to go to the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. We both picked the Ma uh, Luka Doncic to win MVP, and we both picked Rick Carlisle to be Coach of the Year. <laughs> Gerald, yeah, what you say, Gerald? Uh, well, in, in the East, I. I I, you know, they've, they've started around in the form now, but I, I say the Miami Heat, you know, they started out pretty slow. They had a lot of injuries, of course. They started out pretty slow, but you can see them now. I think they've actually gotten over 500 now, so um, they're coming into shape. And I think, you know, when you got a dog like Jimmy Butler, you know, you get in a, in a series, anything can happen. And then in the West, I'm going to sort of go the other way um, with a team that I think is, is sort of overperforming for what they're – what I think their overall goal is, and that's the that's the Thunder. Um, like I think they're like a couple of games out of out of the playoff race, and they're supposed to be tanking this year. So um, you know, and I, and I understand you know you never you never want to tell guys to lose on purpose, but um, I think from what their expectations were versus where they are, uh, it's, it's it's sort of different. Shay Gilgis Alexander. That's all I say for OKC. Bad yes, dude. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, the former Kentucky standout, man. He has uh, really positioned himself as one of the up-and-coming stars in this league. And the trade that, it, that, that they that ignited that uh, or that they, uh, they got him in from the Clippers turns out to be looking like that the, uh, the Thunder actually won that. So, and as far as the Heat go, I remember when um, – after they beat or now actually it was right before they beat the Lakers this last time in LA, Jimmy Butler said, We're gonna we're gonna make the playoffs. We're gonna finish over five hundred. We're gonna be we're gonna make the playoffs. Don't worry. And like you said, Gerald, they were they were decimated by injuries, as were the Mavs were decimated by injuries. But I think both teams are really rounding into shape, rounding into form, and uh Bam out of bio. Can we just say that that dude is a budding superstar already? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Double-double. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so uh, pandemic. And, um, you know, this show is live. It's going to go straight to all of the podcasting platforms. So we can say that yesterday, which was March the 10th, um, or actually March the, what was it yesterday, the 12th? Yesterday was the 11th. Yesterday was the 11th. So March the 11th, 
marked the one year anniversary that the World Health Organization declared a pandemic due to the COVID-19 hashtag Rona all over the world. And um, it wasn't long after that before sports leagues started, started shutting down all over the place. Everybody kind of kind of remembers what the NBA did when Rudy Gobert was touching the microphones in the press conference rooms and he wound up testing positive for the virus at that point. And guys, look, on my timeline today, that showed up and I actually had posted it uh, on, 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 on Twitter and Facebook a year ago today. So now, or let's, let's look back. Do you remember where you were and what you were doing when the NBA said we are postponing the season due to coronavirus? Gerald. Yeah, you know, I thought about this um, last night. They were talking about that on, on uh, ESPN. And so I thought about that a little bit last night. And uh, when I heard that, I was actually sitting in front of my workstation where I am right now, uh, looking over some reports, uh, thinking about some some events that we were supposed to do uh, at our facility and thinking about how that might go with, with what might be happening, not knowing very much about it. Uh, and then the next, you know, in the coming weeks after that, uh, of course, you know, everything sort of got shut down, canceled, rearranged, uh, totally, totally different environment. Corey, that, that night, um, when the NBA made the announcement, your team was on the floor set to take on the Oklahoma city thunder or no, the jazz, the Utah jazz. No, 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 no. It was, uh, the jazz. And the thunder, but they they the they, thunder, yeah. they pinged it to Mark Cuban when he had his reaction after looking down on his phone. Same question for you, man. You remember what you were doing and where you, where you were when that came out? Yeah, sitting in my living room, uh, watching TV, uh, getting ready to watch a basketball game, and then the news broke with that man. And I I don't know. It took me by shock, you know, because you know. All throughout my life, that's the one thing we've always had is sports to fall back on. Um, and for that to be postponed and taken away um, was a big surprise. But here we are now, a year later, and it's back. So I understand why they did it. And I think they did it for the right reasons. But I am glad that, that the NBA is back. Yeah, I was, uh, I was laying in the bed watching that or getting ready to watch that thunder uh utah jazz game and um when i saw mark cuban's reaction i had almost the same reaction but his his pocketbook has a, a few more billions of dollars than mine does so it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have looked nearly as good nor would have been nearly as important but then you think about you you fast forward it to march madness was canceled for the first time in i don't know how many years and while that was going on, I remember reading something about that that event generates one billion dollars of revenue every year. And, you know, you fast forward it, like you said, Corey, to this year and uh, you see Virginia has withdrawn. Duke has withdrawn. And I think another team is withdrawn. Kansas. Kansas is withdrawn, too. And Kansas, I don't know how good they have been this year. Unfortunately, I have not been keeping up with college basketball like I used to. But I know that Kansas is perennially uh, one of the favorites to get at least to the Elite Eight. Kansas, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Duke 
and Kentucky, neither one of those teams are in the top 25 for the first time since like 1980-something. And uh, it's weird to see that. So, and then, of course, all the other dominoes fell. You had Major League Baseball that postponed their season. You know, you had all the other uh, spring sports uh, from, the, from the schools canceling their seasons as well. And then, of course, we had all of the racial talk and in, injustice and in the George Floyd uh, incident that took place in Minneapolis. One week or one year, rather, to the, to the, to the week of, the, of, the, of his killing, the trial has begun. And we talked about that a little bit in the show, Corey and I did. So uh, this, is what, um, this is where we were, and this is what my wife said. Right there, um, McKinley is now have they're having a virtual graduation a year later. Okay, a year later, my wife has had COVID twice. You know, a year later, they're still not going on field trips. A year later, the classrooms are, are, are still half empty or half full. So, look, it's been a year that none of us have ever seen before. Um, I'm thankful to God that you guys are here with me and we're talking about it. That means we still have some fight left in us. And that means that God still has some things for us to do. So I'm very, very grateful for that. And, uh, look, we just getting started, man. We are just getting started. It tried, look, it tried to take us, but it, it tried to break us, man, but it, it didn't. So I'm very, very thankful to that, man. Any, uh, any other thoughts guys on the uh, pandemic in, in this past year? Um, just, just piggybacking off what your wife said, man, about students missing out on graduating, you know, ceremonies and things of that nature, proms, all that type of stuff. Uh, on the sports side of it, same thing for these sports players, man, like missing McDonald's All-American games and Jordan brand games. These players, from the time they was little, envisioned that that's where they wanted to be. And they got there. And now they're not able to have those games, man. So for those players, um, shout out to you, man, for, for making it. And just know that you're still being recognized. Yes, we would have loved to see you playing on the big stage and on TV. But if you're a McDonald's All-American, you're going to be playing on TV anyway. So uh, salute to y'all. What you got, Mayor? Yeah, I echo what you guys are saying. Can you imagine... Uh, being a high school senior and not getting the opportunity to go to your prom or, or uh, to go to your graduation. Um, so that's why it's ultra important. And I know this is not what this show is about, but that's why it's ultra important uh, that folks that can go out and, and get vaccinated uh, because uh, it's important for us to look out for each other uh, so we can try to stamp this thing out as quickly as possible. So we can get back to some sense of normalcy. 
Well, you don't you don't have to say that this isn't what this show is about because we actually talked about that in the, in the regular show that's going to air on the weekends. And uh, I actually got my vaccination. I got vaccinated on, on Wednesday. Uh, like I said to Corey in the show, I had never been more excited in my life to get a shot. And uh, I was up in there Snapchatting and all kind of stuff. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going back on the 7th of April to get my second shot. And we gonna we gonna ride this thing until the wheels go ball and they blow out like Bum B said. I need to get I need to get a sounder for that. And speaking of sounders, we're gonna move on, guys. Um hashtag social shake. And this is coming from the mayor himself as he called me out on Facebook <laughs> with a question. So Gerald, go ahead and oh, before I do that, we gotta do this. We have to do this before we do that. Shake em up, shake em up, shake em up, shake em. Let me do it again. Shake them up, shake them up, shake them up, shake them. That's the hashtag social shake sounder. And since uh, since since the mayor called me out, go ahead and, and, and give everybody out there what your question was to me on my page. Well, I wasn't really calling you out. I respect your opinion, so I was just looking to hear from you. Okay. But yeah, I saw it. Um, Charles Barkley uh, was on somebody's uh, night night late late night TV, and. Uh, in the midst of his conversation, he said that, in his opinion, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird saved the NBA. Right? And so the, the next day, I think we had the conversation in the barbershop. And, you know, it, it goes along age and generational lines. And, and even to a bigger point, it probably goes along uh, racial lines, too. But I, I agree with it. I agree with it. Uh, so I, I argued that point in the barbershop the other day. And I just wanted to hear, you know, what you thought about it. Um, Corey, do you want you do you want me to take it or do you want to take it? Um, you're my senior, so <laughs> I mean, I, I saw Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Don't get me wrong. Oh, but but I think you you probably had more um, respect for them at that time as far as basketball because I was I was. I don't know why he do that. Dude, you ain't that much younger than us, dude. Seriously. I've heard him do that once before, I think. Yeah, he did. And that's his thing. Okay. Yeah, appreciate you tuning in, too. I mean, in the 80s, I was, what, 10, 12? And we were 14, 15. No, you're, you're that, but you're, you're more than five. You're, oh, you're at least five years older than me. Okay, so anyway, I'll go ahead and take the question. <laughs> Because I don't want to get into no age battle because I would lose. Um, I thought about it, uh, Gerald, and when you when I first saw it, I was like, "This dude is drunk. How could he say that?" Oh with, wow! With what Michael Jordan did, but then mm-hmm. I but then I thought he is a hundred percent correct. Charles Barkley is a hundred percent correct because mm-hmm. of this and this reason right here. Magic and Bird brought their battle from college to the NBA. And mm-hmm. the year that Larry Bird came into the league, the Celtics were in last place prior to the, the, the year prior. Okay? They won 29 games a year before he came 29 <laughs> and 53 that year. They so, won 61 his rookie year. His rookie year. So what that did from a – from a from an interest standpoint, it 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 certainly upped the ante a great deal because you had a white guy 
that was a playing a sport that was really do- dominated by these athletic black guys, and he was coming in and giving it to him. I mean, giving it to him and telling him, I'm going to give it to you. There so, you so, and here comes Magic Johnson, who really ain't athletic at all, but his basketball IQ and his skill set was something that we had never seen before from a person at, at that size. So when you look at LeBron James, you better look at Magic Johnson first, okay? When you look at Detlef Shrimp, you better look at Larry Bird first. When you look at Luka Doncic, you better look at Larry Bird first. So what they did culturally mm. is that they broke down some barriers together. What they, did, what they did economically was thrust the NBA to what it is that you see right now. And that was prior to Jordan getting in and Jordan becoming what he became in his prime. It actually moved the NBA from tape delay for the finals to going live. That is why. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. No, no, that's right. I was going to say, now, Corey may not remember that, but he remembers. The the finals used to be on tape delay. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm 10, 11, 12 years old, the Hmm. NBA finals, you 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 couldn't watch those until. 10 30 11 o'clock at night after the news came on. No, I, I don't remember that. You don't there was no such thing as this widespread television contract where you got to see every game. That, that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. You didn't but see you, the NBA until the holidays and the playoffs. Yep. But you know what, man? Like just just thinking about what y'all just said and just thinking about new school era, how y'all said that, you know, magic and bird broke down the, the color barriers and brought people together. It kind of reminds me to remember the Titans in a way, based on what y'all are seeing. Yeah, but it, it may, what Bird and Magic did may not have been as political as that, but it yeah. certainly did have that type of an effect. And but you know what, Will? I, I disagree with that. I think I, I agree with Cole. I think it was because if we if we're if we're honest with ourselves, there was a faction of the, of the country that looked at the NBA as a black league. Yeah. Period. Yep. It was a black league. And folks were turning away from the NBA. I looked it up today. Like the average guy's salary in the NBA back in 79, 80 was like 175000 That's the average salary back then. It's, it's, <laughs> it's quintupled at today. What? Uh, I'm sorry. Maybe more than that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. it, was, it was just that. It was the fact that you had a statement of the country that once Larry Bird came on the scene, it turned them back on to the NBA because they were seeing somebody do something that they wanted to see doing something. Yeah. If I could say something without saying something. Well, no, I mean, because what you said is 100% the truth, whether uh, people want to admit it or not. And when you, when you, when you, when you couch it that way, I could see the difference. But uh, the thing is that Magic, Bird, uh, Mikhail, Parrish, Kareem, and Kareem was on his, he was clearly on the backside of his career at that point. Um, so I thought, I thought that it deserved an international feel and an international, uh, audience because it's a very good question. And anything that goes on in the barbershop minus the cuss words is always welcome on this show. <laughs> So that's the hashtag social shake. Courtesy of Mayor Jill Brown, Richwood, Louisiana, man. Appreciate you uh, 
doing that. And uh, we're going to move on. And uh, really, we're going to talk about something that is uh, <laughs> near and dear to me and Corey's hearts. And uh, it is something that's inside or outside of sports. And it just had you shaking your head. It just, it, it, it will, look, it just made you just do this. You big dummy. You big dummy. You big dummy. You big cold blooded dummy. You big dummy. See what you did? Oh no, you big dummy. Oh no, you big dummy. Yeah. There's a lot of things that's going on right now that make you say just that. Big dummy. And uh, as Sanford and Son theme continues to play in the background. I am laughing so hard on the inside that it ain't even funny. So, our, our, our special guest for the first time on the OT, but not to this show, Gerald Brown, if you have a big dummy moment inside or outside of sports, okay, let him have it. I will go with sports since, since, since that's the kind of show that we're on. Um, I don't know if this qualifies, but I, I think he's a big dummy for this. I don't think he's necessarily a big dummy. But for this, I do. Stephen A. Smith. Oh, um, give it to him. I, I just think that for him to 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 pretend or to say or to allude to that Jerry Jones was insulting Dak Prescott by saying that anything that he's ever uh, really bought that really meant something to him, he overpaid for. Everybody said he overpaid for the Cowboys. And now they're, worth, they're, the, they're the most expensive franchise in Ever. I mean, he was trying to compliment that, and who would not compliment somebody that they finna hand $160 million to? I know that on ESPN, they gotta have something to talk about every day, but I think he just was just reaching at straws with that. Hmm. You, you, you give me $160 million, you can say you overpaid me every time. Hmm. Good point. Corey. Gerald, we just talked about Stephen A. Smith, and I said that he gets on my nerves because I feel like he has a bit when it comes to my Dallas Cowboys. These uh, it's, always, it's always about the Cowboys. These here Dallas so Cowboys. I actually like Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I like him. But, but mm -hmm. um, now, I, I, it's hard for me to get over his hairline sometimes. <laughs> that roof back way back He got a 6 <laughs> He got a 6 head. Well, for me, man, it, it's kind of – Funny and it's kind of fitting because uh, I didn't know that you were coming on the show. Willie didn't tell me that. Um, and with you being a mayor and all, uh, I commend you, brother, for doing what you're doing. However, our mayor in the great state of Texas, Gray governor. Abbott, governor, he's the governor. Governor, governor. I mean, governor. governor. Yeah. Our governor, Gray Abbott. Um, releasing the restrictions so businesses and families can have the freedom to determine their own destiny. I don't agree with that at all. I think it's way too soon to, to be releasing back 100% um, to each his own on what they decide to do. Uh, for me and my family, we still wear our masks. Um, as I told Willie in prior shows, you know, I go to the gym a lot and my gym requires you to wear a mask in and wear a mask out, but while you're inside, you're not required to wear one. Mm. And when I went Monday, I walked in with my mask and they was like, oh, um, you're not
you're no longer required to wear your mask if you don't want to. I was like, yeah, I know, but I choose to. So for our governor of the great state of Texas, Greg Abbott, you get my big dummy award. Yeah, uh, and and look about that. Look, just because the government says that it's okay, doesn't mean you have to do it. Just because the government says that it's okay, it don't mean that it's safe. So for anybody out there that is still belligerently defiant. You are my big dummy because like Corey said, as for me in my house, we will wear a mask. Okay. Three separate COVID infections in my house. Okay. You can best darn believe that we will be wearing a mask. So for all y'all out there that don't want to or refuse to, you're taking it, you're taking it at your own risk. And to me, you are just this right here. You big dummy. That's what you are. All right, man. We're going to play like we in the Baptist church. Okay. Um, govern yourselves accordingly. <laughs> govern yourselves accordingly. We got the backlash. It is the final thought part of the show. Um, Gerald, you are a guest to the OT, but not to the actual Shakeback brand. And being as the fact that you are now on the OT, you are no longer a guest, but you can go first with your backlash. Your final okay. thought. Okay. Well, look, I was glad to hear Corey say uh, that he's a Cowboy fan. Uh, that makes two smart people on the on the, on the shake back today. Brother, so, you can come back anytime you want to. Look, uh, there's been, like, this whole soap opera uh, with Dak Prescott's contract, uh, I think you know, knowing Jerry Jones, I think he was playing it out a little bit so that people could just keep talking about uh, the Cowboys. But, you know, this is a kid from Houghton, Louisiana, uh, a place that's like a curve in the road, you know. <laughs> and some of the things that he's been through in his personal life, uh, uh, with, his, with his illness, with his mother and her passing, and the depression that he's gone through as, as, as a result of that, him being an African-American quarterback in the state of Mississippi, uh, the state of everybody, <laughs> everybody jumping on him, uh, saying that he didn't deserve uh, the money that he was trying to get. Uh, you know, I never, I've never heard uh, anybody talk about Aaron Rodgers not deserving his check, uh, you know, or Tom Brady not deserving his bag. I've never heard anybody do that. Uh, and so this kid was doing what uh, what all good athletes are supposed to do. And the fact that he was able to go ahead and get the bag, uh, hey, look, that, that's awesome. That, that is, that's incredible. Point, point, very good point. Very, very good backlash uh, soliloquy right there. Corey, what you got? For me, man, it's not so much of, so much of a backlash. Um, just want to get in and since I got a plug to do so and a platform to do so, I just want to shout out um, my son's high school basketball team, man. Um, made it to the Final Four, uh, came up short, uh, losing 68-72 to 72 to a good, lovely Trinity Christian team. And, man, let me say this. I got to shout out this young man for a lovely Trinity Christian. 
five nine point guard Ethan Duncan. Mm-hmm. When y'all talk about Steph Curry range, this dude would take two steps past um, half court, and he's letting him go. And I'm talking about Braden being him up, hand in his face. He hit about four or five shots from there. So shout out to him, man. Um, shout out to his dad. He he's the head coach at Lubbock Christian University. Um, so it's hard, man, because we should be going to state uh, to play tomorrow in College Station, but we didn't make it. However, my son Braden did get um, nominated today for second team all district. Um, so big ups to him, son. Keep grinding, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Um, AAU summer basketball, our first tournament is next weekend. So right out of high school ball, right in the AAU ball. So nothing to complain about. Um, nothing but props and uh, nothing but uh, happiness on my end. Yeah, the nephew definitely is a beast. At Braden from the six on Twitter is where you can find him. Uh, and that second team, all district, is uh, phenomenal. He's only a junior, ladies and gentlemen. So he will be back next year. Wreaking, First team. Yeah, wreaking havoc. And uh, hashtag searching for scholarships. My backlash is just this. I appreciate both you guys so much. Um, and we joked earlier, Corey, or you really joked. Uh, you joked earlier about being younger than me. Um, but I look up to you. And not just because you're taller than I am, but I look up to you because um, because of everything that you have gone through, everything that we have gone through together. Um, and, and to see you where you are right now is uh, it, it's just a testament to God's grace. And for you, Sean, because I'm going to call you Sean now. <laughs> the days of us arguing over the Raiders and the Cowboys has has gone on for more than. 40 years now or at close to 40 years and the Cowboys and the Raiders play at Jerry world. I think it's Thanksgiving day. Uh Oh, I plan on being Uh there. If you, Uh if you decide that you want to come to the game and you want some place to stay, you can come here. I will cook some barbecue fork talk. Eater will be in effect. Uh, and it's going to go down. So, uh, you, my brother, I know what you've gone through these last few months. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about you and constantly praying for you and the rest of the family. And, uh, I'm so, I'm so very proud of everything that you have become, uh, in spite of the fact that both you guys are Cowboy fans. So that is my (laughs) backlash for this episode. So we gonna, we gonna get on up out of here, man. And, uh, look, I look forward to having y'all both on again at the same time. You know, me and Corey, we do this at least once a week. So, uh, look, this is what we gonna do. So, for Corey Ellison, for the mayor, Gerald Brown, this is Willie F. T. Jr., Shakeback Sports Show, OT. Y'all take care of each other. We'll have y'all again real soon. Peace. We out.